Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of On Grace. However you're listening, we are really grateful that you are here. In my family, we have a go-to dish. So when uh, my wife is gone or uh, the schedule is hectic, we have a go-to dish. And it's amazing. It's very simple, but also very delicious. Really, it's just pasta and peas. And there's a couple other things that you mix in there to make it extra delicious. But the basic ingredients are the pasta and the peas. And so, friends, welcome to the pasta <laughs> and the peas. <laughs> Mr. Wayne Hunter <laughs> and Mr. Wendell Van Valen. And I am the spice. You, that makes it extra special. There that makes go. it extra special. <laughs> One time go. I put too much black pepper in. Ooh. And uh, the kids refused to eat it. They said this huh? is, that is horrible. <laughs> and we like it better when mom makes it. So <laughs> I'm going to try my best not to put too much pepper. Uh, okay. And thus cover up. <laughs> the pasta and peas. Pasta and peas. Uh, You're talking green peas, like frozen green peas. Yes. Yeah. They come in a bag. Right. And That's you interesting. You you steam them in the uh, in, the, in the microwave. It's really like pasta, peas, and cheese. Like you go pasta and the right. peas, and there's some, you know put some olive oil, a little, little bit of garlic, a little bit of garlic. Whew. Sounds complicated. When my kids were little and Melinda wasn't there, we had fish sticks and macaroni and cheese. Well, my kids Hard would probably debate. prefer <laughs> fish sticks and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> so. I didn't think that would you know do you guys justice, though. Fish sticks and <laughs> macaroni <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> Pretty high I, I to, yeah, <laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah, I'll go either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to, um, I'm Wayne, and uh, we're going to talk this uh, in this episode about uh, the idea of uh, that God loves us as we are, who we are, not the ideal me, not the one I wish I was, or not even the one that I hope to be uh, someday, but that God meets us where we are, and how that uh, translates into relationships that we have with other people too that the power of that and and you know that that's one of the ways that what grace looks like is being willing to be to enter the world of other people and so Wendell you were telling a story earlier about your experience with that yeah um probably, probably one of the ones that engages me the most is um I have three grandkids the two oldest ones are like model students in school they Good behavior, good grades, everything else. The youngest one, smart as a whip, gets good grades, but um, is uh, very creative in her behavior. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I don't know That's how good. else to say it. So the <laughs> very creative in her behavior. Well, <laughs> so the interactions that she has with her, the adult figures in her life, um, center a lot around being corrected and and or corralled, mm-hmm. and. Um, I didn't realize one of the advantages of being a grandparent is that you don't have to worry about the discipline of the grandchild. That's somebody else's job. Right. So when I get together with her, her name's Claire. She's a doll baby. I love her like crazy. Love the other ones too. But I mean, I've been really concentrating on her. She's got an extremely creative mind, extremely busy mind, and that's what gets her in trouble. Right. And so when we're together... I try to get her to tell me what's going on in her head. I just tell her, start to tell me a story or draw a picture. And then I start to ask her, now, why did you do it this way? Why did you, what are those? And why did you color it that color? Right. You know, and she loves to explain what's in her world. Yeah. And the longer this, this has gone on, 
the more she sees me as playing this role. Right. Here's a person who really is interested in my world. And, and since they are, I want to tell them what's in my world. Right. And interestingly enough, I have no behavioral issues with her. Yeah. Whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I try to, I want to know about her world. Right. And she wants to tell me about her world. Uh-huh. So I enter into it. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I think that's what love does. And uh, Jason was talking earlier about uh, ha- not having agendas. And and being authentically caring about people, I think that's that's what uh, enables us to enter other people's worlds. Because I don't have an agenda to get them into my world or to change their world right. even, uh, but but to be part to be part of of their lives and in, in the moments that we have together, especially. Well, you were talking about how this applies to student ministries. I mean, we Wayne and I do this. Occasionally, you do it all the time. I mean, you're you're in it all the time with students. Well, I do. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, I work with our students here at Broadway, and really blessed by really great families and great students. And I, let me before I go further, let me say that y'all do this. Y'all just do it with adults. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, one of the one of the great blessings I think of what I get to do is to enter into the the lives of students. And I mean, I think. I think there's this myth, right, that high school is the best four years of your life. I've never heard anybody though say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. "I want to yeah. go back to middle school," or "I would," or "I want to go back to high school." Like, there's yeah. certainly right. some some things that are that are good about it, but there's some pretty significant challenges. And particularly growing up in this day and age, I mean, none of us had uh, the social media, the right. the ubiquitous ubiquitousness i'm gonna edit that (laughs) don't edit Uh, that (laughs) the ubiquitousness of phones and all of the pressure that comes with that so really like it it's a it's a really great privilege to walk alongside them with that and experience that with them i think that Mm -hmm. they deal with uh, pressures and and things that we never even conceived of Uh, so to see the world to enter into their world, which, yeah. as I said to y'all, is increasingly awkward as I g- <laughs> as I get older. But to enter into world, enter into their world, and to um, walk alongside them as they struggle with these things. Right. How is how is God with me? How is God active uh, in the midst of my Facebook post or my Instagram right. post? Got yeah. ten likes. You right. know, does that mean only ten people like me? I mean, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So. I see that. Um. You, gen- generally, uh, in our podcast, we're much more philosophical in in our discussion, but methodologically, who I said it right the first time. Man, come on, kudos for me. Now I'm really going to edit it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to and I'm going to make you say it several times. So. <laughs> like stutter over it. Method, method, method. Mm-hmm. Um, the remix. So, what is your? You have. I know that you're not formulaic because I know you really well. But you have to have some idea about how do I get started with this student. So typically, how would you get started to enter into their world? So, yeah, so I I think, first of all, you, you have to get rid of your agenda, like you, like you said. I think um, everybody you know kids teenagers adults like they can they can sniff out if you have an agenda or if you're treating them 
But you said earlier, pawns. especially teenagers. Especially teenagers. They can smell yeah, that. They yeah. can smell that. If, if you're treating them as pawns on a chessboard or, right. or, or you know, tick marks on your scoreboard. Yeah. Um, that's so, – so first of all, just – just releasing that and and sometimes you know just intentionally reminding myself this is this is a son or a daughter of god and they're they are precious just because they are wow. yeah. yeah yeah and there's yeah. there's i can't add preciousness to them you know like they are they are incredibly precious and incredibly important already that's good and yeah. and then from and then from there it's like you know i i want to find out what they love you know i want to find out what uh what they're into and you know, if I'm into that as well, then you know we'll, we'll have a great conversation. And if I'm not, then I ask them to. Then I, then then I ask they, them they to can teach educate. Me. Yeah. yeah, educate you. Right. Yeah. Right. So, for example, uh, I have a son. He's 11, and I I love that boy. And um, he has very recently gotten gotten into. He loves soccer, mm-hmm. and he's very recently gotten into uh, the Bundesliga, which is German soccer. Mm. Well, before now, like I had no idea. I mean, I. I had no idea that it, it existed. <laughs> I assumed they played soccer in Germany, but yeah. had no idea of the the name of the league or yeah. the teams uh-huh. in it or the players in it. Um, and so, you know, he'll he'll come up to me and say, and talk about the results and right. you know which team is playing well and uh, which team has historically been good <laughs> but is not good now. And I mean, it's it's a it's a learning experience, yeah. but. Uh, but to be able to enter into that with him and to j- just to s- just to sit at his feet and to to give them an audience, I think communicates um, that 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 they're valuable yeah. and what they're they're valuable because they are and it's, it's not yeah. there's no conditions. I'm not I'm not feel, I don't feel like yeah. I'm saying that as well as y'all. No, no, no. They're valuable because they are. I mean, right. how else can you yeah. say that? Right. Yeah, I rem- I remember um, several years ago. I mean, it's been a, it's been a lot of years ago when I first started here. There was uh, there was a crew who uh, kind of kept to themselves and um, didn't didn't really mesh with the uh, with the other group. And um, they th- but there was like a particular type of board game that they that they liked. Mm-hmm. Well, I had never played that type of board game i mean i had played like monopoly or life or right. trouble or sorry <laughs> you know right. but they had like these kind of role-playing board games yeah. and so right. uh you know so i said well t- tell me about this game like tell me tell me about yeah. this game you're talking about and so th- so it genuinely seemed interesting and so i was like yeah. well let's let's just set up a day and let's y'all yeah. can, let's play right. like, teach me how to play and perfect and we'll play yeah. And so we did. Like we we set up a day. We got together. We set the board up. I mean, it legitimately took like thirty forty five minutes to right. set the board <laughs> up. You know. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and we played it. We had I do had such a great time. It was yeah. so fun. We talked trash. And uh, <laughs> can't we, imagine we ended up playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch to wrap your head around. But yeah, we ended up playing several times. You know, yeah. and that, that ended right. up being our thing. And yeah. and, and every time thereafter, when we saw each other, you know, it'd be like. Yeah. Remember that time I beat you? <laughs> it's like, no, you got lucky. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's. Yeah, I, I, w- I wish I had a, an answer that sounded more complicated. No, that's that's perfect. No, I think it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, discovering what they love, right, and and leaning into that. Yeah, if love is connection, then I think that's what that is. You connect. You know, if we're in different worlds, it's impossible to connect, and so somebody has to be enter into the other person's world. And, uh, you know, and that's what 
the gospel is all about is God said, you know, somebody's got to enter somebody's world, so here I come. And yeah. became part of it. And I think about, you know, those stories in the Gospels, and we have these stories where we have a lot of things he taught and the things he did. But just imagine all those things we don't have recorded, those years he spent with them, all of those times where, where he was part of their our world. Yeah, He was sitting at meals with them. He was talking to them about their board games or how they grew up or the things they loved, all those things you talked about. We don't have that recorded, but we know it happened because they connected they they believed they stayed with him they uh even though they messed it up they they still had that connection to him and he had it with them uh, because he entered their world and he knew what their days were like and their their fears and their loves both so um, i think that's just the incarnation whether it's in jesus or in us do you do you think it's accurate that most adults are not who they had hoped to be yeah like as kids right and so to love them unconditionally like communicates that even even though you're not who you hoped you'd be right i love i love you right and to like impose conditions or qualifications just reinforces that you're not who you hoped you'd be right you're, you're not yeah you're who not who i, I hoped you'd yeah. be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wow yeah yeah yeah, it's like yeah, kicking them while they're down. Yeah, and there's I think we even when we're adults, we still carry that sense for a long time that you know I'm still gonna be better than I am. I still am if I keep work, you know, if I keep working at it, yeah, I'm gonna get better. Rather than uh, that sense, you know, this is it. God loves me, and His grace is present in this moment, right where I am, just as I am. Not not that ideal or that I might be or I wish I could be person, but right here and right now in this moment is where God meets me. He enters into this moment, this world, uh, and finds me right here. He's not, he doesn't have ifs and buts and qualifiers. This is it. Not what I thought it would look like, not what I expected, but this moment is the place where God meets me. And And bottom line, the truth of it, that moment is better than anything you ever imagined. Yeah. Your highest it, hopes when you're a kid of what you want to be are, are pale in comparison to that moment when you realize God is all into me right, right now. Right. That's That was the surprise to me. Yeah. And, it, and it, I've had people push back against this a lot, but I think this is still true. This is as good as it gets. Yeah. This moment when I'm aware that God loves me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's present with me in this moment. Yeah. It it doesn't get any better than this. Uh-uh. What, I mean. Yeah. And if it, and uh, this sounds snippish, but if people say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Right. Well, you, no. Yeah. You don't try it. <laughs> right. You don't give it, well, I'll give it a five second shot. Right. You, you decide this is where I'm going to live. That I'm going to live in this moment knowing I am adored by God. And this is my plan A. I have no plan B. Right. This is where I'm going to live. Yeah. It's we've said in the past, I'm going to live presumptuously. That right. I'm presuming God right. loves me. When you camp out there, you drive your stakes yeah. deep and stay, this is right. where I'm staying. Um, and, and then I think we, we, in this, we open our eyes to that reality. Yes. Yes. It may not look like I thought it would. It may not feel like I hoped it would. Yes. It may not be what 
the circumstances I expected it to be in, but if I can open my heart to this moment, and it's like right, in, you know, in this moment, I sense that presence. Yeah. Just because we be, we talk about it, we become aware of it, we remind ourselves that God is in this moment, that He is present, and my heart experiences something that this is where I want to live. Yeah. One thing that's helped a few people I've tried to kind of explain this to is that religion, organized religion, has told us if you're going to encounter God, it has to be in these situations. Early right. in the morning, um, with your Bible open, you know, you need to say these words. If you can't concentrate, then write your prayers. Yeah, It's in spiritual disciplines. You have to fast. You have to do this. You have to do that. And it's all centered on me. Right. I've got to do this. And and then I'm expecting God to show up because I'm doing the prescribed activity that calls his name, that dials his number. Right. Where if we just live life and look for him everywhere, every moment we look for him, we start to see him. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and it's not that he wasn't there before. He's been there all along. It's yeah. just we never looked for him. Yeah. And then right. we start seeing him. And then we start seeing him more, right. and then we start right. seeing him more, and then it's like, shoot, why did, yeah, why didn't I know this? Yeah. Why did you know? Yeah, life is this relentless stream of opportunities. Yeah, to experience God's yeah. presence. Because it's not about what I'm doing to dial God's number. Right. It's what He's doing that I just He's need to see. Calling us all the time. I just need yeah. to see it. Right. Yeah. We just need to. Yeah. Recognize it. Thanks for listening to this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us serve together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.